Hello, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Zoe Galitzis, and you're listening to Life Simply Better. Today, we are going to talk about some tips for you when you are completing your own self-coaching models. Now, if you haven't heard about the self-coaching model before, this is probably not the episode to start with. I would recommend you go back and listen to episode six or episode eight to learn what the self-coaching model is and then come back to this episode to get some tips. But for those of you that are already familiar with the model and might be practicing on your own, or maybe you're in the client program, this is gonna be a great episode for you to listen in and you can take these directly away and use them on the next model you're working through. So without further ado, let's go through the tips. I wanna talk some about the result line or the R line of the model. This is a key part of the model because it really shows us what we are creating. You know, our thoughts, as we know, lead to our feelings, which fuel our actions, and our actions create our results. So that's the end of the model. That's really the whole point of this, in a sense. So it's important that we get a good R-line to really have the model be impactful and help lead us where we want to go. So my first tip for the result line, for the R line of your model, is make sure it's about you. Many times when I'm working with clients and we're talking through what their result is, what they're creating in their model, they like to sneak in a result that involves many times their children behaving differently or their employees or team members behaving differently. And we wanna make sure that what we put in the result line is just about us, just about ourselves, because that's really the only thing we can control, right? We've talked about the fact that we ultimately can't control other people's actions and feelings and thoughts because those are all based on what's going on in their own head and it's driven by that. And so, for example, if you want the result to be that your team is motivated, you can't put that in your R line. What you can do is put a result that's about how you want to show up as a leader. So I want to show up as a leader who is engaging and charismatic and offers motivational thoughts to my team or whatever. I'm kind of making it up as I go along. But the point is you want it to be about you rather than other people. That's going to give you a closed off model that you can really work from. The other thing I see a lot is that people will put a result that's really in action. So let's say they'll put a result that they complete a task. Well, that we could really put in the action line. We want to make sure that the result line is the effect of the actions we're taking, what we're creating for ourselves with those actions. So if your action is to complete a task, maybe your result is that you serve your clients well. You want to think about what is the effect of my taking that action and make sure you put your actions in the action line. Now you can put as many actions into the A line of the model as you want to. You don't have to stick to just one. So if you're finding yourself thinking about more than one action that's generated by a certain feeling, put them all in the A line, but make sure your result is a true result. 
And you might may also notice that your result line looks kind of like a thought too. It, it may not be totally objective in other words. The example that we talked about earlier about showing up as a leader who offers motivational ideas to their team, that's a thought, right? You could have that opinion about yourself. I'm a leader who offers motivation to my team. But it can also be your result. And that's okay. The important thing, again, is that it's about you and it's an effect that you're creating. Another thing that happens all the time in models and in the results is called mirroring. And that's where we have a thought about someone else and that leads to feelings and actions and a result that basically shows us doing the same thing as the other person that we're thinking about. So where this happens commonly is when we're thinking about, maybe we're thinking about our, our child is whining and we're thinking he shouldn't be doing that. He shouldn't be whining. And our feeling then is frustration. Our action is to be short and snap at our child. And our result then is that we're doing something as a, a parent that we don't want to be doing. So you're thinking they shouldn't be doing that. And we end up doing something that we shouldn't be doing, or, or at least isn't how we want to be showing up. And so that's called mirroring. And anytime you're doing a model on another person and your thoughts about another person in that relationship, whether they're positive thoughts or negative thoughts, look and see if there's a result there that mirrors your original thought where your original thought is what you think about that person and your result is that you're basically being the same way that you're thinking about that person. That said, the result line isn't supposed to be an exact repeat of the thought line, uh, although you may see how it's creating evidence for the thought line. So it's it's could be it could look like a thought but it's going to be a slight variation usually on your thought sometimes it's a result that's creating more evidence to prove your original thought so for example if you are running a model that you're thinking i have way too much to do which makes you feel overwhelmed which makes you take the action of being distracted and running around like a chicken with your head cut off and being unfocused then you probably aren't that effective. You're not getting things done. And it basically, your result is that you create more evidence for the thought that you have too much to do. Whereas if you had a different thought of, I can get all of this done, you would feel and act in a different way. If you truly believe that thought, of course, we always have to pick thoughts that are believable to us and feel good. But if we were thinking, I have plenty of time for this, I can get everything done. We felt calm, our actions were to focus, create a plan, follow our plan, get the highest priority items done. Then our result, again, creates evidence for our thought that there was enough time for everything. So that's another relationship that you'll see between results and thoughts. All right, another thing you want to do is to watch out for what are called mixed models. 
This is where the feeling line doesn't seem to relate to the thought line or the actions don't seem to relate to the feeling. And a lot of times what we do is we switch to another model in the middle of working through it. And you wanna make sure that when you're filling out your feeling and action lines that you're working from that specific thought that you wrote down. And so an example of this is, I, I hear clients say that a lot, actually, when we're doing a similar model to what I just mentioned, where your thought is, there's way too much to do, and we feel overwhelmed. And then a lot of times they'll offer, well, and then I just buckled down and I got all the work done. That was my action, was to put my head down and get the work done. But usually, for me at least, when I feel overwhelmed, that's not a feeling that leads to, in that moment, that leads to focus and production. That usually leads to being scattered and, like I said, distracted and spinning out. And so what happens usually is we have a lot of thoughts in a short period of time. So we might have one thought that's like, there's way too much to do. You feel overwhelmed. You spin, maybe even just for a few seconds, you start spinning. But then you have another thought that's like, let me just start with the first thing, or I better just get this done. That leads to a different feeling and a different action. And what happens is, especially when we're first starting out, we halfway through our model, we switch into that second model and we get an action that actually ties back to another thought. So it's always good to be aware that we have lots and lots of thoughts in a short period of time, and you want to really check back to make sure that, you know, are my feeling and action that I have down tied back to the original thought that I had? Is that what I did in that moment when I was thinking and feeling that way? And it could be different for everyone. So you may tell me that when you feel overwhelmed, that leads to really productive work for you. And that it truly is your action that goes with that feeling. That may be true for you. So you really have to look at it for yourself and decide. Let's talk a little bit too about finding a new model uh, or what we call an, an intentional model. So our first model that we do is called our original model. And that, that may be a thought we want to keep and is serving us. Or oftentimes, if we're coaching on it or self-coaching on it, it's a thought that isn't really serving us. Um, like the example I just offered of I have way too much to do, that would be our original model. It's kind of your default thought that you went to in the moment. And then when you go to an intentional model, that's a new model with a new thought. And you want to check and make sure that your new thought is going to be useful. So like I just said, there's a couple things to ask yourself when you come up with a new thought. So let's say I come up with a new thought in that example of I have plenty of time for everything. So you want to ask yourself, do I believe that thought? Do I believe that I have plenty of time for everything about this specific situation? And also, does it feel good? And if I don't believe it, or if it doesn't feel good, if I think that thought and I just feel kind of anxious, let's say, and anxious leads me to take actions that aren't effective and aren't productive, then that's probably not a thought that's going to be useful, at least not yet 
for me in my model. So you always want to check back when you're starting to work on your second model, on your intentional model, to make sure that you know how that thought feels, you like that feeling, and that you believe the thought. Otherwise, it's too far of a leap or it's it's going off in a, a direction that's not going to be as useful. And remember too, the model isn't about positive thinking or thought swapping. It's really just looking at your thoughts to see what they are creating in your life. I often give the example that if you were sitting on a tack, if you were sitting on a pin and it was causing you some pain in your backside, and I came up and said, you're sitting on a tack and you took the tack out and you felt better, we wouldn't need to like find you a new chair. We wouldn't need to find you a new thought about that. You would have the tack out and you would be all set. And that's what it means when we work through our original models with our original thoughts. We are basically, when you can fully work through that original model, so the model of I have too much to do, and you're able to see that that's truly just a thought that, and that's only a thought that's causing your pain and your suffering, then the pain and suffering, the overwhelm releases just by seeing, oh, that's just my thought. That's not my actual circumstance. That's not objective truth that I have way too much to do. My brain's just offering that thought. That's making me feel overwhelmed, which is causing me to spin out and not get things done. And so just that understanding of the original model is like taking the tack out of your backside. That's going to relieve the suffering. That's going to put you on a new path that serves you better. We don't even need to necessarily come up with a new model at that point. We have enough really just by understanding what that original model is creating in our life to release it and release that pain. All right, so the last thing I want to offer is that when you are looking for a specific result, when you want to create a specific result in your life, that you can work the model backwards. So you can start with the R line, with the result line of the model, and put your result in there. Like let's say it's that you want to get a promotion at work. You can put result, get promotion. And that you can put that as your result because that is about you. And you do have, while other people may be making the decision, you do have control and impact over that. And it's about you, it's an objective result. So you could put get promotion in the R line and then you can work back from there. What are the actions I would need to take to get promoted? What, how would I need to feel to take those actions? what would I need to be thinking to feel that way? And that is your model. So you don't have to start with the circumstance or the thought line. You can also start with the result line, especially when you're trying to create a new model or you're trying to create new results in your life. All right. So those are the tips for self-coaching. I hope those were helpful to all of you. And I encourage you to Think about one of those tips right now that was helpful to you. And next time you're either writing down a model or just thinking through one during your day, apply that tip, check it out. I think the more 
you can get a clean, simple model, the more effective your self-coaching will be. And these tips should help you do that. All right, everyone, have a great week, and I will talk to you again next Tuesday.